0: Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, April 7th. This week's theme, Finding Hope Through an Unlikely King. Today's scripture reading is found in John chapter 7, verses 40 through 53, from the message translation. I know you thought, I just totally lost it, I've been in the NIV last couple of days. Okay, back to the message, just so you're happy. Actually, so that I'm happy. Okay, the passage reads, Those in the crowd who heard these words were saying, This has to be the prophet. Others said, He is the Messiah. But others were saying, The Messiah doesn't come from Galilee, does he? Don't the scriptures tell us that the Messiah comes from David's line and from Bethlehem, David's village? So there was a split in the crowd over him. Some went so far as wanting to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him. That's when the temple police reported back to the high priests and Pharisees who demanded, Why didn't you bring him with you? The police answered, Have you heard the way he talks? We've never heard anyone speak like this man. The Pharisees said, Are you carried away like the rest of the rabble? You don't see any of the leaders believing in him, do you? Or any of the Pharisees? It's only this crowd, ignorant of God's law, that is taken in by him and damned. Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus earlier and was both a ruler and a Pharisee, spoke up. Does our law decide about a man's guilt without first listening to him and finding out what he's doing? But they cut him off. Are you also campaigning for the Galilean? Examine the evidence. See if any prophet ever comes from Galilee. And then they all went home. Oh, our propensity to dismiss out of hand what doesn't fit within the confines of suppositions long held and rarely questioned. No prophet comes out of Galilee. That's it. Case closed. Bethlehem, maybe. Jerusalem, hey, definitely. But Galilee? Ha! Absurd. Okay, I confess it. I'm a Lincolnophile, which simply means I have a long-standing appreciation for the flawed but literally towering human being we know as Abraham Lincoln. Not all were so impressed with him, particularly at first glance many even after a third and fourth, or ad infinitum. For instance, Edwin Stanton not only became Lincoln's Secretary of War, but also one of his warmest friends. And yet at their first meeting during the summer of 1855 on the occasion of a trial in Cincinnati, well, that first meeting was, shall we say, less than warm. Lincoln was an unknown face from the West, making his first appearance in the big city with the big boys. And though retained for a pivotal case, he was coldly snubbed by the other lawyers in the case, chief among whom was Edwin Stanton. When Lincoln showed up on the doorstep where Stanton and his fellow attorneys were lodging, one observer years later still recalled the shock registering on Stanton's face at the first sight of the tall, rawly-boned, ungainly backwoodsman with coarse, ill-fitting clothing, his trousers hardly reaching his ankles, holding in his hands a blue cotton umbrella with a ball on the end of the handle. Undeterred, Lincoln forged ahead in his introduction, proposing, Let's go up in a gang! At which point, Stanton pulled his fellow attorney aside and whispered, Why did you bring that damn long-armed ape here? He doesn't know anything and can do you no good! And with that, they abruptly turned from Lincoln, breezing past him as they continued on to court on their own. Lincoln secured his lodging there anyway and followed after them to court, hearing their arguments and being particularly impressed with Stanton's legal bearing and intellect. But he was snubbed and ignored the rest of the week, never invited to join the team for so much as a meal, let alone to discuss his impressions of the case. Lincoln was so humiliated through the experience that he resolved never again to return to Cincinnati, though he did remember Stanton. Some five years later, once again displaying his singular ability to transcend personal vendetta, humiliation, or bitterness, in the words of Doris Kearns Goodwin, by by inviting Stanton to join his cabinet as Secretary of War. Standing at Lincoln's deathbed some five years later, on that faithful night of his assassination, it was Stanton who uttered that emotion-choked line, now... He belongs to the ages. Quite the journey from that damned long-armed ape. Okay, sorry, just geeked out on Lincoln again. But hopefully you get the point. As much as we may seek to adorn Jesus in impressive attire that were garner multiplied likes in our culture, typically seizing at any biblical description that will make him more Manly, more appealing, including bulging biceps and tattoos, and that double-edged sword coming out of his mouth in Revelation can really come in handy, too, during those times when we sense more urgency for an avenging Rambo than a humiliated victim from Galilee. Yes, as much as we might seek to make him more presentable, this lowly Galilean who would not raise his voice in the street will continue, not to add up to many of us who, like those members of the religious council, wielding or seeking to wield power in their culture, will turn away and go home, rather than embrace the opportunity to come and see. Okay, your turn now to carefully and prayerfully reread today's passage. Pick your own translation and read it aloud. What do you see? Otherwise, move on to a bit of personal reflection. When have you found yourself quickly dismissing someone because they just didn't seem worth taking the time to get to know? When has someone surprised you in a good way by turning out to be a whole lot more than first met the eye? How have your own first impressions of Jesus changed after spending significantly more time following him. Lord, continue to break through my false assumptions about you disguised as reason. Help me to be ready to see you in the most unexpected faces and places. And let me be as unabashed as the children in acknowledging you, owning you, serving you, praising you, following you through your spirit with upon and in me amen